0: yo what's going on y'all it's your boy so so in case you ain't know so and welcome to the 305 day episode Woo! that's right a special episode on 305 day for you guys 305. me and my boy and joel are locked in yo let's get into it so so yo let's do this guys tap in and let's go, go. let's go let's go man You looking good bro thanks dog not you the logo oh shit yeah, for sure. Um That's me. I mean, me. you look all right, too, bro. You Appreciate do it, dog. I'm always, highly a doubt. I see you, know what you, I'm dog. saying? In case you... You know, I'm highly it out. I got you. You're... you're I know everybody's repping. 305 day. 305 day. Everybody's repping, you know? Boy.
1: I got my Flanagan's cover ready. I see you. I got my Dolphins hat. Where yeah. you at?
0: Let's go. I got my Hurricanes book bag in the background just vibing. I love know?
1: that. That backpack is hard.
0: Hard. Hard. And, bro... I didn't even mention it on the last podcast, but there was at least three times when I was traveling. You know, you know I was in California last weekend and three random people like, yo, book by his heart, homie. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Bet that, <laughs> that, that up, you know, but it's dope, man. We finally got the logo. You know, I know been working on it for a minute and I'm really happy with how it came out. Um, shout out to the dude who hooked me up with it. It was really dope to incorporate what i really wanted this podcast to be about you know what i'm saying it needed to be about miami it needed to be about sports right. because there's nobody really doing it like we do it you know and sports was also really bring something unique to the table and as we continue to grow the podcast and the movement and the show and whatnot i feel like we're just gonna increase the media abilities that we'll have. You know uh, what I'm saying?
1: Absolutely. I mean, we got things, we got a lot of things planned. It's, it takes time. Obviously we got limited resources and time. We got For sure jobs and families and right, right. other things we're trying to do. We're normal people. Yeah, exactly. You got to, you got to, empathize with us here but we're you know we want to definitely do other things we want to take this to, to video to youtube we're kind of messing with that now a little bit trying something out We're almost
0: there darling. you know
1: so we'll get there eventually but yeah we want to have a full experience uh where we can just kind of sit here and talk about for the most part focusing on our beloved miami sports and everything south florida yeah, um, and then sprinkling in, you know, just a little bit of anything that's hot going on that we just like to I mean, to entertain ourselves with when we, you know, when we're not working.
0: Absolutely. Think of it this way, you know, if if you're from Miami, right, and you're into Miami sports teams, or maybe you're not into all the teams, right, because there are some people who are fans of like the Cowboys, the Forty ers Titans, right, right. you know, the Yankees, so you, yeah, a, Yankees, got of Giants. That
1: are hybrid fans. They're fans of hybrid, You know pe-
0: that their fi- families yeah. migrated here. Right. You know what I mean? So like. They
1: might be a Heat fan, but they're not really a Dolphins fan.
0: There you go, or not really a Marlins fan, correct, you know. Correct. But the fact that we offer something to everybody who's a sports fan, that's like next level shit, you yep. know. And that's not a lot of a lot of people out out there doing it. And again, they're not doing it as well as us. So keep rocking with us. We know you guys are listening and and giving us the feedback that 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 really helps us move the show forward. And you know, we're gonna be kicking it because it's three or five day, baby. That's right. You know, it's three or five day, and we're and we're getting ready to jump on what I think is a really dope topic and you guys would enjoy being that it's 305 day
1: yes sir we just want to have a little fun today want to reflect on the city that 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 made us that you know that made us who we are today and who are we some guys just like to sit back talk shit and have fun
0: especially about sports bro.
1: exactly so we make it we make it fun around here
0: absolutely so this episode we're gonna do a little bit something different not a lot of updates none at all actually but maybe a few shout outs yeah, later.
1: Yeah, we'll do. We'll do some updates. We got to give the people some updates on. All right, that.
0: maybe. Maybe. Let's see let's see how how it flows, right? But this episode is going to be dope because we're doing the top 5 franchise moments for each of the biggest franchises that we have down here. We're talking about the Heat, we're talking about the Dolphins, we're talking about the Hurricanes, and we're talking about the Marlins. So, we're going to give you guys what we consider to be our type of top five moments you know some will be, you know general big moments that everybody enjoys or remembers right and some of them will be a little bit personal that maybe you can relate to and really be like damn i remember where i was at when that happened you know because like you said this is an event and we usually have a lot of events down here because we have a lot of good teams and they're usually in the hunt so we got some pretty cool moments and you know i don't know where you want to start it off i'll let you kick it well i mean i will
1: say that mine are in no particular order for I sure, just, I just had th- These are just five moments that just stood out to me for each of these teams, because like you said, I have some close ties to them. Yeah. And some of them are big and some of them, you know, for, for the most part, a lot of them are were big. Uh, but some of them were just, you know, things that I like. So, yeah, man, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, we can go we can get it started with the Dolphins. I want the Dolphins hat. Let's get it popping with the fins. Let's do that. You so know? you want me to kick it off for us?
0: Well, since yours aren't in a particular order, right? Mm-hmm. How about I start because I kind of have mine in a particular oh, order for okay. for the Dolphins okay. because I'm a little bit deeper into Dolphins history than you are, but not too much, you know. I know you know your shit, not doubting your clout, bro, but you know, just a little bit older than you. No, no, no
1: absolutely, you got the experience. I know. Just a little. You've bit. been around the block a couple more times. You know? Well, for for me, and I'm, per, What's I'm your per, my five? fifth moment, my yeah, fifth moment, go.
0: right? And this is something that Started you backwards. probably remember yourself, right? Two thousand seven, okay. Greg Camarillo, sixty-four mm. yard touchdown reception. Mm. You know, to against Baltimore to avoid the zero and sixteen season.
1: That was I remember that.
0: I remember that because a people stopped going to the games immediately. Right, we st- we lost every single game at home, and was like, "Why are we gonna go to one of the last home games? This shit's a wrap!" Right. We might go 0-16, which is really embarrassing for us being the only team that went undefeated in the season, right? And really living off of that. We'll get to that in another day. But I remember that that play and thinking, you know, there's no way we can pull this shit off, man. And sure enough, you know, it was a big play. And obviously, it meant a lot to the fans. It meant a lot to, to me because I didn't want to have that stigmata. You know, damn, we went 0-16. That shit, like... Things like the Bengals and the Browns, like that's that level, you know, even though they're probably the Browns. I probably mean, it don't. was
1: still pretty bad to only win that one game. Yeah, but, dude, but nobody <laughs> but wants yeah, to, nobody to go over. Nobody ever wants it. to have that goose egg. That Never. goose egg, that one is better than that goose egg any day of the week, of the week. and twice on Sunday. Bro, you're telling so, me, So I'm, I'm absolutely with you there, man. That's a, that's a hell of a pull that you just. That you just,
0: I just hit, right I, came, there. I came, prepared, I like that. Bro. I
1: like that to start up. Damn, let me let me kind of look through my notes then and see which one, uh, which one. All right, so to to complement Camarillo's touchdown, okay, I I really like in that mood of a you know the game winning touchdown feel. Right, we got to talk about one of the most recent ones in Dolphin history. You know, before this new uh, this new dynasty that we're trying to build here, right? Yeah, with the with old Coach dynasty, Flo, right? So. Tannehill Ooh. to Devontae Parker. Lateral Oof. ends up in the hands of Kenyon Drake. Drake. Drake runs it in for a touchdown miracle in Miami. We had Gronkowski miss the, the tackle. I, he was standing in the end zone, and I'm like, oh, there's no way. There's just no way. Yeah, but you does can it. But he was too far back already. He couldn't catch up to Drake. Drake already had the corner, and he scored. Bro, it was crazy, and I'll never forget that game. Because of the fact that the Dolphins didn't go for the extra point. They declined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a bunch of people lost money on that game because of that. It was crazy.
0: No, any time that you get to beat the Patriots, (laughs) right? Especially with Tom Brady on the team. Oh, yeah. Bro, you relive that and you're like, yeah, that was a good date. Like, it doesn't matter how we won, right? Like, just the fact that we won. It
1: was just a crazy play. It was like one of those that just... It just never happens in the NFL. That gets busted up so quick. And, it, and, of course, the Dolphins would be the ones to pull that off, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. for so, sure. what's your four? My fourth moment is actually a really dope moment because not only did it happen, right, and it was an amazing way for a game to finish, but I was there. And I actually had took my father and my uncle to that game. It was in 2013. Uh, we were playing Cincinnati Bengals on Halloween we were wearing the orange jerseys, you know, which was dope because the stadium was full of orange. And we were rocking those badass orange jerseys. And, you know, in the fourth quarter, my uncle was like, you know, maybe we should leave because, you know, the the parking and whatever. And I was like, nah, man, nah, let's, just, let's just wait it out. Sit you down. know. And sure enough, you know, that game was really tight and... Cam Rake was just at the fucking prime of his career right there, bro. He was beasting, you know, beasting. And for him to have a walk-off safety, you know, on a Monday night Halloween game, that shit was... It
1: was a Thursday night, Thursday night, Thursday night, bro. I went to the game. That's why I remember. I'm glad you brought that was one of my top moments, too, because I was at that game. I remember we were out there. Everybody was wearing costumes. Yeah, bro. We had a tailgate. It was was a night game. So we had like an after work tailgate. Badass, dude. And then, oh, man, it was just crazy. Somebody threw up in the bleachers. It was (laughs) it was a, a wild night. And then to cap it off with that safety to win it, bro. It was
0: sick, bro there there are a few moments that you you're in attendance, right? And you get to feel like the electricity of the crowd, right? The electricity of like everybody sharing in that one instant moment of like jubilation, you know? And that was definitely it because once we saw that guy get into him like you, it saw, it built up it built up to it, you know, and it was a badass play, man. Yeah. I don't remember that shit for a long time.
1: That's what's up. All right, let me see what I got up next. Uh dude. All right, little guy, big heart, big hops. Wife, bigger
0: mouth. Bigger mouth, for sure.
1: If you guys already know by these clues, I'm talking about Brent Grimes, somebody that we had uh, a couple years back at uh, cornerback, and he had some outrageous hops. I don't know if you remember the touchdown. I'm sorry, the, the interception. touchback. Yeah, yeah the, inter- the one-handed grab that he had. He was covering Calvin Johnson back when he was still playing. Picked off Matt All Stafford. Hall of Famer, yeah, Calvin Johnson. Exactly. <laughs> and he picked, off, he picked off Matt Stafford in the end zone, which yeah. happens more often than not. But – it was still an
0: incredible athletic just, play. The
1: play itself. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go look up Brent Grimes' uh, one-handed interception, and you're, you're going to see this beast of a play. I, I'll never forget that yeah, play. Yeah, bro. I, I, I got up. I was sitting down. I stood. I was like, oh, let's go! Because it was ridiculous. It was like... <laughs> it was a,
0: in, again, an, an incredibly... Athletic. athletic display of talent, yeah. you know, in one instant, you yeah, know, yeah, because yeah. Calvin Johnson, Hall of Famer, badass, you know, he he's usually gonna hop up anybody. It
1: wasn't that bad of a throw either. It was a good throw. Like it was Matt Stafford, actually, to his credit, did throw a good ball. He didn't expect Grimes, Grimes to, get to get up get there, there and there. grab that. And he That's what it was. That ball. Yeah, bro. Crazy
0: and and look no no you know this the grimes but he was probably one of the better cornerbacks that we've had that kind of led up to us having even better cornerbacks because we saw how much of a difference that can make on our dif- on our defense in order for us to win games so that's kind of like how we went and got xavier or look for other people you know yeah um but it's working you know and he was a badass that was a dope play yep my third one it's a very memorable one and i don't know if you remember this there was one playoff game where the dolphins won against the colts right but the game was blacked out because the dolphins didn't like i don't know if it was like a tv right thing or whatever but lamar smith had a 17 yard touchdown in order to beat the colts for our last playoff win back in 2000 though Two thousand.
1: I don't I that one that it doesn't really come to I mean I was a little I know, younger I know you know I'm a little younger than you for those for the listeners out there I'm a little younger than Steve uh but I don't remember that one too much but I remember the name I remember that running back
0: yeah no le- let me tell you something about Lamar Smith bro he was probably one of the best bruising running backs that we had he was big right He's like he was six a big foot? dude he was like six one six feet but strong build you know and uh, the guy that type of guy you can give him the ball 25 times and be happy what he was going to give you, you know, he just had that crazy issue, you know, off the field issues and shit like that. But, you know, besides that, what he was able to give the Dolphins in his short little spurt was was enough to make a difference. And a lot of Dolphins fans remember him, you know,
1: and that's our last playoff win.
0: Yeah, bro. 2000.
1: Jeez, man. Hey, 21 years. Hey. The last playoff win is old enough to drink.
0: Cheers. Cheers to the
1: last playoff win.
0: No doubt. No doubt. You know what? Let me tell you my second one because it's pretty recent and everybody would remember it. A little bit of Fitzmagic. when the guy had his neck turned backwards and still made a fucking throw to the sideline. You know
1: that was my that was actually up there too for me, man. Because that that play was probably for me the most. Obviously, I think the the play that stood out the most in the twenty twenty season because sure. it was incredible. I mean, we had two a star. We had you know we went on a run with them with him and we had a good end to the season. Uh, not as good as we wanted, but you know it we closed out. But that play just stood out because it was the craziest shit I've ever seen in slow motion. Yeah, like his head's turned around completely the other direction. He can't even see, and he just launches the ball up there. And we ended up winning that game because of that.
0: I think he made the throw because his beard was pointing in the direction <laughs> of where he wanted <laughs> he, the ball to go. He knows where. So he knew. He used it like it. a compass. Like fuck it, this is where it's going. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm ready. This is you the crosshairs. Yeah, <laughs> and let it ride. Because how else does a guy make that throw, bro? It,
1: that, that was crazy. That was actually on there for me, too. That shit was uh, crazy. That's funny that, I, that you have that one. Yeah, man. Uh, I got one for you. Go uh, ahead. How about um, back in 2014, you talked about a guy named Lamar Smith. How about a guy named Lamar? Miller Lite. Miller Lite. <laughs> 97-yard touchdown run Bad against ass. the Jets back in uh, Week 17. Do you remember that to close out last game of the season? Yeah,
0: bro. And I think we, if we won that game, we made we, – not that we won the playoffs. But no, nah, but
1: it was just against the Jets. I, think we, I, were, I hate the Jets. We would have swept the Jets for that season <laughs> so probably. Because we
0: had split like six years in a row with them where mm. we had won the one and they had won one.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, it was probably one of those. Yeah.
0: That's badass. But though. I don't remember. What's, what's, remember that what's your play? last one? What's your last
1: one? My last play that I have, uh, let me see here. What do I already have? I got the miracle done. You, th- you said the Fitz magic. Oh, dude, walk off pick six. This is one of my boys when he played for us, bro. Kiko Alonso. I used nice. to love that kid. But you know he was, you know, was Latin. He was Hispanic. He came that down was against, here. Yeah. You know who
0: that was against?
1: Uh, that was against. Who do I got here? Uh,
0: the 49ers.
1: It was against the Niners.
0: And uh, I was probably the last season that Cap was in the NFL, and I remember earlier in that in that drive right there, he got rocked, bro. Like Cap tried to make a run, and Kiko just fucking rocked him, bro. Like destroyed him, blew him up, like bent his back backwards. Like disgusting, disgusting hit. I mean, Kiko was a, a not a one hit wonder, but.
1: He he was all right. He, he was a, a
0: short-term love. How that? He wasn't about as that?
1: good as we needed him to be. Like, he was good for his short spurts. He had little moments and stuff. And he was more of, a like, the image and the personality behind Keigo Alonso. For sure. Was great for the city. But yeah. his time ran out. And, hey, thank you for everything you did, bro. Yeah, for but, sure. But, no, uh, that was back in 2016, though. Look at that. Can you believe that's six years ago It feels ago like now? forever. Six years ago now. Yeah,
0: it feels like forever, bro. Dude. Time flies. It flies. Talk about flies. You want to know what's, what's my your, number one? What's your
1: number one Dolphins moment? Originally? My
0: number one Dolphins moment. What okay. You got? I remember being in middle school, right? Okay, you're taking it back here. No, I was in, in high school. You're still and, taking it back here. Yeah, for sure. I was in <laughs> high school. It's not right? It's not just back, right? I was in high school, and at the time, right, in the early 2000s, Jersey's, were all the raids. Of course. If you rock the jerseys. got
1: jerseys. Wait, you mean to tell me the jerseys are not the raids? No, no, anymore? you
0: got to remember, like, everybody had the jersey. The throwback game <laughs> okay. was coming through. You know, you got people like Nelly and Cameron. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Everybody the old, was doing the, the, the jersey things, right? Yeah. The hills were hot. So I was like, yo, I need a fucking Dolphins jersey. And in 2002, oh, something no. happened. What'd you do? I didn't do anything. We're I'm lying. I did something wrong. I bought a Ricky Williams jersey. Oh
1: no, you too. Yeah, bro. My brother did the same thing. And was yours I authentic? That. that
0: was yeah. It was my number one favorite all-time jersey. He's my number one favorite all-time Dolphin. I don't care what nobody says, bro. Because that season that he came in here and destroyed the NFL, guy had 18 yard 1800 yards rushing. Let the NFL was literally a beast, dog. Had like over 120 something broken tackles in the season. The guy was in his prime and a monster running back, probably the best running back that we've ever had, straight up when it comes to talent and production. Because nobody's been able to like dominate the position and be the focal point on the offense like it was back in the days, like he did. And he fucking so you mean to tell ass. me
1: you didn't like Ronnie Brown?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, all right, no, never mind. No, nah, nah, but no, nah, dude, nah. Ricky Williams was. I run, remember that, Ricky, so it's funny, it's funny that you feel that way because my brother, actually, you know, shout out to Javi. He, he, I remember he bought the authentic jersey, that's what he wanted for Christmas. It was probably like two, three hundred dollars for like the, the stitched one, like authentic. It was the one that they, the game worn jersey basically. on field, yeah. And he bought that jersey, he balled out that season, all that, and then boom, proceeds to retire. From the game. And he was like. What? (laughs) Are you kidding me? Yeah. So he was heartbroken. And ever since this his day. That's. That subject. Javi is. is what it is. Is a sensitive subject.
0: It is what it is. Because
1: he's pissed at Ricky Williams. But. But that's uh, a great. Yeah. That's a dumb moment for you. He
0: was the man. He was bro. You know. And. And that's why I said like. He could. Arguably be the best running back. Ever. In a Dolphins uniform. Like. You can. And and not be no this. To nobody else. You know. Because he was a beast. He was a beast. But. We covered the Dolphins. You know, we did that. Shout out to the Dolphins. Yes, Hopefully, Fins up, baby. Fins up. You know, in this season, we make the playoffs and we win in the playoffs. You know?
1: Yep. We got a lot of trade speculations right now. You know, there's a lot of rumors and Let them stuff. Don't talk, bro. I'm interested well, uh, in the
0: draft and we got a big, big draft episode coming up for you guys. Don't worry about that. Yep. Now we move on to a team that captivated a lot of old fans and young fans this, of this de- generation. You know, they did it with memorable players. They did it with winning. They did it with championships. They did it with a godfather. We're talking about the Miami Heat.
1: Yes, sir. They built it, not bought it.
0: They built it, baby. Well, we did buy some of it. Nah, bullshit.
1: (laughs) Nah, because even then, we did build it. We brought it together.
0: If you think about it, man, and a lot of my friends that aren't Heat fans, right, they'll scoff at the idea of, like, Heat culture. Like, oh, bro, what is the Heat culture? What is Heat culture? And it's like... You know what you're getting when you walk into this franchise. When you decide to say, "Yeah, I'm going to sign for the Miami Heat," you know you're coming to fucking work. Yeah. You know you you know you're coming to play your hardest. You're going to you're going to work for the team. You're not going to come out here and get your stats pumped. You're not going to come out here and get your ego ego stroked. You're going to come out here and win, play hard, and compete for championships. Right. Because the moment Pat Riley got here, that's what he's been working to, and the moment that he hit on good players, he tried everything he that he could in his powers, right, to get to a championship. We saw it with the Timmy years, with the Alonzo Morning years, you know, where those type of teams were competing but not getting close enough, right? Right. Then what happens? We draft a star, literally draft a star in Dwayne Wade. And he comes out and changes the face of this franchise forever, right, because now the bar is raised. We have a superstar, home, you know, home draft pick. Best, one of the best players in the NBA, one of the best players in the NBA of all time. So, when it came to the Heat, it was like really tough to lock down five moments, you know, because mm-hmm. a I'm, they, I'm right there with you. They, they mean the most to me, you know, because they've been the most successful franchise, you know, in my in I mean, my lifetime.
1: Yeah, dude, it's I'm a Dolphins fan first because my first love was football. Gotcha. I, I fell in love with football first. And, and then so the Dolphins subsequently, you know, became my first team that I can go back to remember that I'm being a fan. Then I think the Marlins are, are next. Right. right? Cause, because I remember that 97 World Series. And we'll get into that next after this. But I, I think the Marlins are next. But then after that, it's it's the heat that I remember, you know, vividly when I got into the heat. Uh, I, I remember the days you know, when we had Hardaway and stuff. And I remember some of those days were morning in the early days. But then I really remember, you know, when I, I think I, I might have been in middle school, that's when we, we'd still, I don't think we had Wade yet, or maybe we were about to get weighed, but we still had guys like Eddie Jones and Karan right. Butler and shit. Teams
0: competing in the playoffs. And
1: I we went to a, I remember we went to a playoff games. Like me and my brother, we stood, we stood up. We didn't even have seats. We were just all the way up there in some yep. section yep. that, that yep. had no seats. So we just stood up. But it was awesome, and like I remember the stadium, like the arena being packed then. Yeah. And I've been to tons of Heat games thereafter, and it's it's there, there's more of you can't tell me that there isn't of a culture around the entire organization from the players to the the leadership to the fans. Yeah, like there's a certain level of expectation there because those are that those games are always packed. The the Heat always make good moves. They're never making bonehead decisions that. You no, know, they will here out. and there, but not, not as never often, inconsistency. Not as, yeah, not as often as other organizations that we have. You know, right. I, we're not here to knock any of our nope. teams. You it know, is what it is. We, we know, we all know the histories, you know, of the mistakes. We'll leave them in the past. But, you know, the, the Heat r- don't regularly have those issues. Yeah. And it's that's the culture that you're referring to right there. I love the Heat, man. So doubt, bro. They hold a special place in my heart. For
0: sure. For sure, bro. And And look, think about it like this. They were the ones who got the, like we talked about, the blueprint from the Dolphins and say, okay, this is what it takes to win, right? Okay. Now, let's build something else around that where we can continue to win and continue to compete. Once Dwayne Wade got here, it was a wrap, bro. You know, it was a wrap. Like, it was like, now we're going to the top. And that's my fifth, where I start with my fifth, you know, personal moment for me. His rookie year? No. It's actually him jumping on the announcing table and saying... This is my house. Oh. In 2006, we were playing Boston and you know it was a double overtime game. He was balling out of his mind. This is like Dwayne Wade fucking prime. Against
1: Boston or against the Bulls? Bulls, sorry. We're playing that was that Bulls. was that's on my list too. That's why I Gotcha. I'll never forget that too. And he he takes away the steal, he comes up, pulls up with time expiring at the three-point line and he drains it.
0: And then again announces to the world. Yep. He this is my house. Wade County. This Welcome is Wade to Wade County. County. Exactly. And anybody who walks into this area has to fucking respect this house, That's you know? Right. So imagine the balls on this kid to be in the prime of his career, balling out, you know what I'm saying, national media, and with the backing of having, you know, a Shaq, having a Pat Riley, a bunch of people behind you. Bro, this guy's confidence must have been through the roof. So his, when I saw that shit, I was like, "This is why I love this man, and this is why I'm a he fan." Yeah, you know. And and that moment just always took stuck, stuck you know out what, man.
1: Me. And there's, I don't even know if it's just because I like the guy and I'm a fan of the guy for so long, but I feel like even if you aren't and you look at it subjectively, like there's something like uh, there's some players that you look at and you're like, I don't like the way they carry themselves. Yeah,
0: right? I hear you. I
1: don't like why they do this, and when they do certain things, they irritate you. But Dwayne Wade, like. Even this, the way he celebrated or like got excited for his accomplishments, like you were always like, "Hell yeah, good job, bro!" Like that's the way you do you do celebrate that or you do do that.
0: Absolutely. Even in reg-
1: everything he did was cla- was classy,
0: dude. Even in regular games, right, where he'll make you know, let's give you a regular stat. He made twenty eight points, right, and he had a bad day shooting. But in the fourth quarter, with three minutes left, he'll make six of seven, sh- you know, hit six shots, makes four free throws, and make a steal, maybe a block, and two and three rebounds. Game-winning plays, you know? You think of Wade, you think of game-winning plays. And, again, like you mentioned. And there's a ton need...
1: of them. I mean, he has tons of them. The ones that go Bobo, against you... Golden State get an honorable mention, right? We got to mention that one.
0: Manito, we could have done an episode on, on Dwayne just, Wade just moments. Just Dwayne Wade, yeah. Let's, let's be honest.
1: Yeah, while I was doing this, too, I thought the same thing about Dwayne Wade and uh, and uh LeBron. Yeah, al-oops. you know? Just like,
0: alley-oops. You can go 50, 100 Bro, deep. So Come many on, plans. man. But back to it, you know, it's, it's those big moments that stand out. Hell, yeah.
1: You know? Oh yeah, that's that's what's up, man. Well, let's see. Uh, what do you got? I one of my top moments, man, was the moment that LeBron James knew he wanted to come to Miami and play alongside Dwayne
0: Wade. I'm taking my side in South Beach.
1: Well, not not that necessarily, <laughs> but the moment that he was on the Cavs and realized, oh shit, I gotta go play with D Wade. When he dunked all over Verzal in oh. 2009, he, he just he got the rebound, came up court, coast to coast, did a little Euro step, boom, dunked it on him, and then. Ended up walking
0: over him. all over him, and and again, I think his shirt was tucked out. It was like you know, uh, swaggy, swag, uh, uh, swagged out. That's and that's again, one of my moments right a there. A home game, he's dunking. He's like, oh, I can't believe this guy's even standing here in my house in my gym, and I'm gonna funk it on you. Now I'm gonna embarrass you and put and put you on a poster, and nobody's ever gonna. That's probably like top three dunks that Wade has ever had. Yeah, though.
1: here's a bonus moment too. Another one related to to him against Boston when we when he. Uh, he hit that spin move and dunked it all over Kendrick Perkins. Oh, that was That's nasty! That's another too. nasty Wade nasty, play. Nasty. He hits the dribble, that little nice dribble spin that he does, puts it on the ground, comes up, two hand, boom, Man. right in Perkins' face. Man,
0: Dwayne Wade, bro, I'm telling you, that guy for the longest for the longest time, I was always arguing with whoever that Dwayne Wade was better than LeBron in his prime. Win. All
1: right, another one of my top moments was that was the decision. Oh, obviously, I'll never forget the day that LeBron James decided on where were you? I was here. I was at home at my mom's house actually, and I was I was by myself. I'll never forget. And she thought something happened because I started going crazy. (laughs) I started jumping and like, oh my god, oh my god, let's fucking go, let's go, like yelling by myself like a madman inside inside my mom's house. And she was like, "What is going on right now?" And I'm like you wouldn't understand bro is
0: that you know what's funny i got a funny story about that because i remember exactly where i was me and a couple of the homies we went to the flanagan's right Miami Licks. everybody knows where the flanagan's is right um shout out flanagan's shout out to flanagan's and we're there and we're like well you know we got a table whatever whatever we're inside and we're like man you know let's see where this guy goes and the whole time like man damn dog this guy's not gonna pick miami dog like why is he gonna pick miami and sure enough when the moment he said i'm taking my sterling to south beach Bro. The place fucking exploded bah! People throwing water in the air let <laughs> fucking go cool Standing on the table It was Let's like you go. just won the championship Bro, I left there with like no voice You know what <laughs> I mean Like,
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure after that I went to 49th Street shots, and, and it was lit on 49th Street Shots
0: galore You know what I'm saying Like all right, drinks galore It was food galore It was a, a celebration it's a Celebration you know? Yeah, man, it was I'll a celebration. I'll never
1: forget that day, bro. That was the craziest thing. Crazy and then day. It led up to a whole bunch of other great moments that. No, I'm for sure. sure, we both and, have.
0: And that's my fourth moment. Let's it's go. A, it's a LeBron James moment. Okay. 2012, Eastern Conference Finals, Game Number Six, against Boston, the 45-point game, better yet known as the LeBron Stare. You know what I'm saying? Where he has the headband low and he gives you the that mean look.
1: Is that the one where MJ was there? Where Michael Jordan was there.
0: I don't know if he was in the building, uh, but I think that's one of the games that he was just again on fire. one of the games that he was unstoppable. Dude, LeBron, you know?
1: yes or no? LeBron's prime was with the Heat.
0: No, no doubt, no doubt. Not to say like that he because
1: he had some time afterwards with the Cavs too, but I, I feel still like great. his best he was, basketball he's ever played in his career was definitely because I'm, I'm a Heat fan. But, dude, you look at some of those things he did in a heat uniform and it's it was in the prime of his career. If you
0: look at stats, you know, if you look at a bunch of things, championships, or whatever you want to call it, Doug, his most success came in a heat jersey, no doubt. That's why I have no beef when we retire his jersey number, right? Like that number six, when he's done, that number six is going in the rafters because it deserves to be up there. You know what I mean? It deserves to be up there. I absolutely agree. And speaking of championships... My third moment is the 2006 championship. Let's go. You know, with Dwayne Wade having an incredible finals, winning the finals MVP. And I really thought he should have won the MVP that year because, again, I really thought he was the best player in the NBA. Not the biggest, not the strongest, not the fastest, but the best basketball player.
1: Who did he lose MVP out to that year? He,
0: he, I think he lost to LeBron. LeBron ended up winning it. In 06? You know? Yeah, I think so. But, again, obviously it's LeBron, whatever. But I really felt at the time that, you know, Wade was the best player in the NBA. Hands down, you know, and that championship, he he went out to prove that yeah I am the best player in the bas- in the basketball world.
1: He established himself, you
0: know, because he established himself as a, one of the greatest basketball talents and somebody that people had to respect, you know, at that level. And he just dominated that that whole playoffs. And it's fucked up because that should have been the second of a back to back championship. Because I don't know if you remember, but in 05, the the year we got Shaq, um, he got hurt. Wade had that issue against Detroit and we couldn't beat him and whatever, whatever. But had we, that's had, when
1: that, they had Chauncey and yeah, Tayshaun yeah, and, and, and Ben, ben, Wallace, ben Wallace, Wallace, right? Yeah. All, yeah. Those, all, all those, guys. those guys. And right. they, won, they had just won in 04. Yep. So they were still doing the same. They shit. were still doing
0: the same thing. And I, f- I really felt like with Shaq and Wade, had Wade not got hurt for sure. We would have beat the Pistons, made it to the finals and probably smashed whoever we would have faced in the finals and then would have won again in, in 2006, yeah. you know? But whatever. But that's my that's my moment because I, I again I, I remember saying like Yo Wade is the, the guy, guy. You yeah know?
1: bro I'm with you there I love I love that 06 championship I think that 06 championship might mean more to me than our other two championships you know yeah because it's our first one it was, it was the first one that put like really put me on the Wade and to the Heat and you know I I really bought it in then so I love that that makes um, sense dude one of my moments all time. What for sure, it was definitely during the LeBron era back in 2013. I call it the manslaughter of Jason Terry.
0: Ooh, I knew you were going to say that And I didn't even look at your list. Dwayne
1: Wade to Mario Chalmers. Mario Chalmers over to Norris Cole. Norris Cole lobs it up for LeBron, and LeBron hammers it home all over Jason Terry, buries him in the ground.
0: Because he put his – LeBron's knee was in Jason Terry's neck, right? It was like – Damn near to his face. Not only did he destroy him, the moment Terry landed, it's like he buried him. Boom. <laughs> That's why I said it. You know it. what I'm saying? Because he flattened him, yeah. bam, and it looked like the 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 hardwood like dug in Have a you little seen bit. The edits, like the oh yeah, the, people putting the like the like grave actually, over yeah, him.
1: Like he actually, like like the Mortal Kombat and stuff. Finish him, Finish boom, him. And, they,
0: and they destroy him <laughs> and put him into the level below.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. To
0: <laughs> whoopee! bro. Yeah, you can say you won a championship. That's cool, Jason Terry, dog. But you got destroyed, You're going to forever be remembered for getting destroyed by LeBron James. Sorry. Again, back to what we said. You know, some of LeBron's greatest moments or histories happened in the Heat uniform, bro. You know? Because it was a really great four-year run. It should have been longer, but It is what it is.
1: What's your number two, bro?
0: My number two? It's an important one. Oh, boy. Because I feel like it saved the Heat from a lot of embarrassment. You know, he mm. saved the heat from a lot of embarrassment, and we're talking about the 2013 finals. Mm. You know, Game Six, they brought out the rope, dog. They had the fucking champagne in like the tunnel. You know what I mean? And Ray Allen hit that that three-pointer off off of that rebound from Chris Bosh after LeBron missed it.
1: And we got the the classic Mike Mike Breen, bang, bang! and that's so iconic.
0: And and everything about that moment is iconic, right? Like, how he shot it, how quick he released it, like, how his form is perfect, the picture that they took, and the crowd is, like, because the fucking crowd knows, like, if there's one guy in this arena that's gonna make this shit, it's fucking Ray Allen, right? And, you know, people were, like, just so hyped, and you could see it, like, building up, and the moment it went in, it was, like... Again, I wasn't in the building, but I wish. But imagine
1: anywhere that you were. I remember we were out and we were crazy at the at at, uh, I think we were at Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, and that shit was lit. Oh, lit, 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 lit. That's actually my number one moment um, in 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 the recent heat industry. Is is that man because. Uh, that right there, that was such a crazy turn of events. You, they had like you said, they had the ropes out. Yeah, you know man. they thought they had it won already. Like everything, that, like it's decided already. Like there's still time on the clock. Are you kidding me? Give us a give us our respect. Yeah, like we're we home, have, bro. Like we have LeBron the James. Best team in the league. We have LeBron we James, Bush, the best player. Got Ray like Ray Allen. What are you What are you doing? And that just lit a fire in there everybody's ass, man. It was I never forget. Well, LeBron took the shot. And I, th- I really thought that, that was shot gonna was going to go in. Mm. And then it's just like, I guess everybody thought, we all thought that that ball was going to go in. And then For all sure. of a sudden you're seeing it play out and you're like, oh shit, Posh has it. Oh wait,
0: Ray, Ray Allen's, Allen's has-
1: backpedaling. And just when you see it in replay, that backpedal, he, he does it so precise because he, as soon as he gets back, it comes up with that beautiful release and bang.
0: Again, you you, you felt the comfort and seeing the movement in slow motion, like oh shit, he's gonna make it because you really trust Ray Allen to hit the shot. Hell you know? Yeah, and Ray Allen got the glory, right? Because he hit the shot, he got the glory. But the man who made the moment even possible is Chris Bosh. Absolutely, you know. So big shout out to CB, 100%. you know, because he I felt like was super underrated during the Big Three era, and people don't know that he was probably the most important part of the Big Three era. You right. know what I mean? So. Right. Shout out to Chris Boshman. I mean,
1: and if, every, if it wouldn't have ended up with, you know, his career the way that it ended up, man, he, he would have been still a pivotal be part of our team. Like, he, he would still be playing, I would think, with the heat.
0: Imagine, we probably would have won a championship back a couple years ago, right? If
1: we would have had he would have been helpful last year, let me tell you that. We would have used him.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. But
1: oh, damn, if that wasn't your number one, I would I'm curious what's your number one? Well,
0: check how many more you got left. How many you got left?
1: That's that's it, man. I told you that was my number one. Was that that 20 2013 championship? Right. That that play.
0: My number one moment. <laughs> so what right? do you got? I'm gonna set it up for you. Okay. Let's see. So we talked about electricity, right? we talked about being in the moment being in the building okay. and being able to feel the the excitement the moment the thrill the energy right and share it with 25,000 people at the same second you know it's very few sports occasions give you that moment right? right a goal in a in a in a Champions League final like you know you those are things that give you that excitement that energy that and my number one moment is the first time that I ever felt that as a heat fan. Okay. 2004, the heat are in the playoffs. Dwayne Wade has the ball. That's Wade's rookie year. And we need to win the game. It's game one playoffs at home against the charter Hornets. Mm. And this was before they moved and Bobcats, all that crap, right? Baron Davis was on that team. Baron Davis was a killer. And that team had David West, um, Really good team. A young David West. A young David West, okay? Really, really good team. And I remember, like, in the timeout, you know, because I went to the game with my cousin, my brother, um, his wife, you know, another homeboy. And we were sitting, like, in the mid-level but, like, first row. So we're, like, kind of looking over the court and we're looking over everybody in the bottom bowl. And moment comes out and we can see it, right, because it's on the other side of the court. And we're talking, and we're like, man, you know, who's he going to give the ball to? Is it going to be Eddie Jones? Maybe he gets, you know, Brian Grant to get a jump shot or <laughs> Brian something. Brian Grant. Or Lamar Odom, right? Odom was a beast. A beast at that time. You know, we had options. Yeah. We had options. But no, boom, these guys run the inbound play, and here's Wade. Boom, boom. Quick move, gets into the paint, drops that floater. And I felt like that floater was forever. But, again, he let it go, and all I remember is the crowd – rising with the ball so the ball's going up everybody's like oh. and not and nobody's saying anything everybody's quiet, just quiet looking quiet waiting quiet. to see what the hell's gonna happen dude i have the worst memory but that's like one of the most vivid, vivid memories i have and that's awesome boom he makes it and like it t- it felt like it took a second for everybody to realize it and then you i just felt like again electricity broke through on my body and i was like god damn it." Crazy, and that was the day that I was like, "Yo, I will pledge my allegiance to Dwayne Wade, and he yes, will forever sir. be my favorite basketball player of all time." Oh yeah, dude. That's it. Like that is my guy, you know. That is my guy. I'm gonna name all my dogs Dwayne Wade.
1: <laughs> no, name one Dwayne. No, name nah. The other one Wade. Nah, the
0: other one Flash. Name the you other know? one Flash. Yeah.
1: Name the other one D Wade.
0: Yeah. All of them. All of them, dude. Because he he was. Again, a, a pivotal, pivotal person. He basketball player for me, you know, and he really got my my attention with being a Heat fan. So that's awesome. Shout man. out I to Dwayne Wade. That. I man. love that
1: moment. That's real. That shit was awesome. That's real dope. That's a hell of a. That's a Dwayne Wade game winner. I mean, of course. Yeah, man. In his like first
0: playoffs, though. Exactly, come on, bro. Like, come on. That's, that's, when when he, shit's that's not when easy. He,
1: that's when he announced himself, right? Yeah, man.
0: man. That's just not easy. That's just not easy. But you know, it's time to jump to another team. You said you were a big Marlins fan. I'm a big Marlins fan. Let's kill the Marlins section. Hey,
1: well, I'm, 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 I'm pumped. You ready? I mean, I'll start off with this. One, my number one moment is the '97 championship. Oof. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go that route because that's what put me onto the Marlins right there. I remember it was like, I was, I was, I was six years old. I was, you know, l- allowed to stay up to watch the games <laughs> with my older brothers. You know. Yeah. And and I remember just when we closed out, man, just how like everybody just being so excited, like everybody. Coming together for you know for the Marlins, you know what I mean? Just neighbors, all my neighbors were out. Everybody was out, happy. Yeah, let's go. Went to 49th Street. That was my first experience. Banging pots and pans in the streets, it was it was incredible, man. So for me, that '97 championship that's dope is uh, my number one moment. I'll start that's dope.
0: there. All right, I'm gonna work backwards. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, keep it keep it moving backwards. For me, I my do, fifth, you know I do things a little strange. For sure,
0: for me, the my fifth moment was the Marlins opening night in their new stadium, 2012, because I I usually go to every home opener, right? Um, or I try to go to every home opener. And I remember going to that stadium with my homeboys and thinking, damn, yo, this is this is something that we can come here for, like, the next 10, 15 years. And this should still look amazing. The windows still work, you know, and and have a really dope place to come watch baseball. And to I, this miss, day, I
1: miss the Orange Bowl. I really miss the Orange Bowl. Yeah, for Orange sure. Bowl. I wish
0: they would have been able to do it differently. Yeah,
1: man. but I, I I like the I like the New Marlins Stadium. I do. I do. I like going there just to hang out. Even like you know when the Marlins weren't good, I, we would just still go there to to hang out, have a beer, sit in the outfield. You know, for maybe sure. catch a, a home run.
0: Yeah. You know, my fourth moment is a is probably like a throwback, and I remember mostly because I was watching it at home with my dad and my older brother, because uh, we were all we're still all into baseball, and it was Alex Gonzalez. Mm. Walk off home run in game four, two thousand three against the Yankees. And I remember um in two thousand three when when we he hit the home run, it wasn't like yes that, Marlins. That was nasty. Right? It wasn't it was dope that he hit it because obviously Alex Gonzalez more known more for his defense than offense, but it was more like a yes Marlins and then was like fuck you Yankees. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm a Red Sox fan, so I hate the Yankees. Well, I mean, man, and the so. rank,
1: the Yankees are, just are always good. I mean, they they were always good in the the '90s and in the you know they're, no, the always, good. 2000s they're always good. They're always stuff. So the, anytime that the Martins could get it one off, it was like the Dolphins and the Patriots. Yeah, for sure. But that's a hell of a moment. I remember that actually. I remember that uh, that was on our on our trip to our second championship.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which what about you, you?
1: Think would be my next moment, but no, that that's an honorable mention right there. That 03 championship. That was right. a hell of a champion. I love that team too. It was a good team. Um, so the, I'll give them an honorable mention um the the kid man he holds a special place in my heart rest in peace you know we share the same last name Jose Fernandez i I, I gotta take it back to his home runs uh because you don't see, often see pitchers like that that can throw that heat be that awesome of a teammate and drop bombs like that you know what I'm saying For he sure. did it on uh, he did it on the on the Giants back July 2nd 2015 I think that might have been his debut.
0: Yeah, which I remember mostly because he hit the home run, right? And he's like looking at it, like, "Oh shit, I hit a home run!" But the pitcher got offended, oh yeah, with the tough guy. And right. the Whole time he's like he s- smiling in the in the in the dugout, like, "Oh, relax, you know, like, well, I'm just chilling, yeah. you know." But don't throw on my guys, because then I gotta hit you. <laughs> but that was <laughs> that about, was a that was a hella, that another was a another
1: one that he had though too was uh, against the Braves. He also had another home run against the Braves. Nice. So it wasn't a one hit wonder. Oh yeah,
0: the guy was a good good offensive pitcher, bro. When it yeah, came to hit him man i gotta
1: i got another uh i got another one for you here uh taking it back to 2014 okay april 18 2014 john carlos Stanton hits a walk-off grand slam badass against the mariners
0: damn bro if, again bro the martins have always had like real generational talent man you know like we find a way to find these players that are badasses and then like for some reason obviously we know the reasons why but we never keep them you know
1: Stanton actually had another one of my top moments, and that was another grand slam back in 2012 <laughs> with, against the Mets. That was an even bigger one against nice. the Mets. He had a bunch of them, though. No, dude, he was and come that, on, man. that 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 to me is top moments because grand slams like that. I mean, it's it's hard to ever get a grand slam in your career, and to yep. be able to do that multiple times in your career with the same franchise. I miss Stanton, man. I love This was before he was Mike. Yeah, he was, when John he was Carlo. Giancarlo. exactly.
0: And Marlins fans know. Florida Marlins fans know, man. That's, Florida Marlins fan was, knows.
1: That's when he was a beast, man. I, I wish we still had that guy, but I'm glad we don't because we couldn't afford him.
0: Yeah, for sure. Speaking of Florida Marlins, you know, my third moment is the complete game shutout by Josh Beckett oh, in that 2003 World Series. Dude. That game guy six, was bro. a
1: stud. He ended up. You must New love York. Beckett, didn't he? End up going to play for Boston. Yes, he did. And he, didn't he win a World Series with Boston? Yes, there too? he
0: did. You know, yes, he did. Beckett was a, a beast, and man. we beat the Yankees on the way to that this World Series too. And
1: Josh Beckett though, wasn't he the?
0: But the the reason why I remember it is because he had a terrible game earlier in mm. the in the series, right? He got fucking rocked and shit, and people were talking about him, like whether he could handle that stage gotcha. and whatnot. You know, so he was. Again, a young stud for us. He was a young stud, barely any facial hurt. throwing heat, throwing changeups, throwing sliders. Nasty, nasty, nasty caliber pitching. And he went into New York Yankee Stadium and was like, I'm not going to be faced by none of this shit. Which is really hard to do for any pitcher at any level, you know. And, you know, only the greats have shown that ability to go out there and win and big games. And he's definitely one of the greats because he, he dominated that game. And he dominated a really good Yankees lineup in order for us to win that championship. Yeah, so man. that, that yeah. was a really dope moment for Big me. Big
1: moment. I love that. That's a great one, dude. My
0: number two was your number one, right? The 97 Marlins. Okay. Because everybody yeah. remembers that. You know, that's kind of like what, what well started got, us off. What started us, us off to be Marlins fans, right? Because everybody remembers like Charlie Hough taking the first pitch and, and those years with the Marlins fans and Benito Santiago's and stuff and Conine. But Jeff Conine, Mr. Yeah, Marlin. Man, Mr. Marlin. And, and you know, it, it wasn't legit until we won. Yeah. you know and then that's when everybody was like oh shit what you know the marlins what the hell yeah. and we won that championship so that was pretty cool
1: that's what i love about baseball too is that like teams like us like the marlins in both of those championship runs like you just need to make it to the playoffs so you make it to the playoffs and and anything
0: can anything happen anything
1: can happen at that point you know you can take down the whoever the supposed best team is or whoever had the best record you know
0: no and look we saw it last year right because the same thing we were saying when they made the playoffs we were like oh shit like the last we only make the playoffs to win championships so maybe we can make a run here and they got through the first round you know and unfortunately they didn't have enough strength to go through the second round but they're always dangerous in the playoffs and that's what we love about the Marlins my number one Marlins moment you know is a pretty touching moment because it's the D Gordon home run
1: that's that's my number 1 as well you know
0: after the the Jose Fernandez passing and just the emotion you know that everybody was feeling at the time and still feels about you know how it happened and how it ended um tragically man i i could remember watching that game and really feeling like yo you know, like, teary-eyed, because I was like, imagine, I mean, if I'm feeling like this, imagine what D Gordon was feeling at that time to hit that home run. I wasn't even just teary-eyed, crazy.
1: man. I was just bawling like a baby, man. I remember being home just crying, dude, and just, uh, it was one of the crazy, like, it was before Kobe died, and, and you know, when he passed away, I cried as well, bro, honestly, I, I was like, damn, I don't know why I feel the need no, to, hero, to, to hero. cry right now. Yeah, no, it's a, a role model, a real <laughs> dude, role model. Yeah, dude, but I felt like a. I've been watching this guy since I was a little kid, like you know what I mean. And with Jose, it was like uh, he was somebody young. It was somebody that my grandfather, you know, rest in peace. You he, he, he that was his favorite player, you know what I mean. There was a lot of there was a lot of emotion, a lot of connection, just the way that he died here in Miami. Like it was just you can relate. Everybody related to it, man. It was so devastating. Absolutely. And then for D Gordon to go out there in that you know that first game, you know he he was distraught as well, crying and stuff like that. And he takes the first pitch right handed.
0: Yep, for right. his boy,
1: for his boy, and then immediately goes to his his regular uh, setup, left-handed, yep. and just drops one out of the park, and the whole way around the bases was just bottom, crying. Man.
0: and and again, it it meant a lot to the Marlins and the and the players, right? More than we to could the understand. Fans. No, no, more than we could understand to him because they were with him on a day-to-day basis. Right. You know, you're traveling with the guy. You lost you, one of your brothers. You lost a brother, right? So we couldn't understand it on their level. But the fact that they were able to give us, the fans, that moment to enjoy and, like, really remember Jose by. We needed that. We needed that, you know? And the fact that we got that was, like, really touching. Hell, yeah. And that's something that it's all my fans. Started
1: crying right now.
0: Nah, you know? Like, it, it really got to everybody. And... Till till this day, people still feel like that because of the impact that Jose had. So it's only right that Jose got the number one spot. Yeah, man. You know because rest he was peace, that man. he was that special to all of us. So rest in peace, Jose, man. Love you, kid. Yeah, big time. You know, but it's time to end this. You know, and we're gonna end it right because I feel like this is the the team that brought the swagger to Miami. I mean, everybody and knows that. Nah, but it's not like They invented it. They invented it. But before, it was like the, hey, look at me, swagger. It's the, fuck you. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to look how I want to look. And I'm going to beat your ass. And I'm going to win championships. And the only team that was doing that in any decade, all right, the only team that was doing that in any decade was the Miami Hurricanes football program. Because that's the franchise that, again, I feel like they were the ones who put swag into Miami, where people had to dress right. People wanted to see what they were wearing. You know, people were enamored with these guys because of the winning and the way that they were playing football and the way that they were dominating college football. You know, that's that's that one team. Other franchises have won, right? Heat, you can say they looked pretty, right? Dolphins have always had, like, a certain level of class, right? Even the Marlins, when they won, it was like the tough luck kid, you know, the the hopeful franchise. The Hurricanes were the only teams that were winning with real swagger and real Miami heart. Yeah. Right? Like, we're not backing down. We come from the gutter. We're coming to represent where we're from, any of our hoods, whether it's a Spanish neighborhood, a black neighborhood, a uh, white neighborhood, whatever, right? Because we have so many different neighborhoods and different Latin communities out here. And all it does is gel and make us harder as a unit. That's why I feel like the Hurricanes really embody what it means to be swaggering. Yeah, it's about looking good and playing well. But mostly, it's about doing your thing and dominating whatever sport you're in. And Every-
1: Everybody knows that you invented swag, man. And there's, there's so many. I mean, all the way back to the 80s, before I was even born, dude. I mean, I've seen... The U, you know, everybody seen Billy Corbin's documentary about the U. It's a crazy. Them dudes
0: jumped off the plane in fatigue.
1: I mean, all it, that's what set you know back in the day. That that set the tone, right? The culture. We yeah. always talking about the culture, and the, I mean to the point where now in the later decades, you know, we have old players returning, and that's that's like some of the shit that I love is like Michael Irvin coming back and be like, "What are y'all doing?" You know what I mean? Like you need to get. You are at the U. There's a certain level that we are expecting from you all.
0: For sure. And when you look back at the players that we've had and the moments that this, that they've had as a program, you you can tell why they're they're definitely, you know, you can argue they're the biggest like fan following that any sports team can have down here because people are embody that, you know, and they've been around for so long and they've won, you know, and they've given us memorable players, memorable moments, memorable championships. So it's it's really easy to see that. You know, coming from the Hurricanes, wow. for for me, you know, like my fifth moment. All right, right? what my, do you got? That's what I want to. I didn't want to go too this. far back with I'm the curious. Hurricanes, right? But how far back are we going? Um, the first one is gonna be early two thousands, right? Because I'm gonna keep it to my prime. All right, right? Because this is when I was really starting to become a real well rounded Miami fan, right? Gotcha. All sports. Two thousand one, Ed Reed scores a touchdown against Boston College, mm. right, to save the Perkins perfect season in two thousand one. Now. Back then, they were playing in the Big East, and Big East was tough because, you know, you're playing that team every year, and those teams know that that they can play hard and kind of upset your season, right? Right. The Hurricanes were dominating that football, and Matt Walters, the defensive end, actually got the pick. But Ed Reed took it from his hands and he was like, chill, player, he let me it. let me hold on to this right quick and let me just show you how how we do it. Nasty, you know, And bro. he ran it back and got the touchdown and that pretty much perfected the season. And then again, they went later on yeah. to win the championship and cemented the, the, the level of swagger to win because those hurricane teams in 2001 were swagged out. We were coming to kick your ass. We're coming in our brand new Nike uniforms. We're coming with... Gold chains and people wearing golds and, like, you know, wearing all white. We're looking pretty, but we're coming to kick your ass and we're coming to kill you and your quarterback, you know? So that's my fifth moment. My fourth moment is another killer. 2003, Sean Taylor, Mm. probably the best player defensively that the Hurricanes have ever had. Rest in peace. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace. Uh, Pick six that he had against FSU to pretty much put the game away. And big players make big plays in big time moments, you know? And they got that from Sean Taylor. He wasn't the one who said it, but he embodied it. And all he did was show up. The guy played without gloves, you know what I'm saying? So like that's how crazy, you know, like that's how next level he was nah, when man. it comes Sean, to football.
1: And his IQ was so high too, like he just knew, he just knew football. Like he knew where people were going to be and and he had authority on the field because he would lay people out. And that was that was the best part about seeing him because you know that he was gonna lay the wood like the even in the 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 play against the putter where he lays out in the in NFL. The, this isn't in the NFL.
0: In already. the pro bro in the pro Bowl, man. Lay them and out. He
1: lays out the putter, dog. And he always played with that that kind of
0: mentality. You
1: know, that energy. He just always brought that to every game, you know. So that was that was Sean Taylor. That's a that's a hell of a moment, man. Um, taking it back, I mean, I will never forget. I used to work some of the Hurricanes games. I've, I've talked about, you know, the the games you got to work in high school when you're playing sports and all that crap. But uh, we one of the Hurricanes games saw Devin Hester returning a punt to the crib. Ooh. One of the many punts, and it had and, and that that moment right there. I don't remember necessarily what game that was, but if there's one Devin Hester punt return that stands out, it was the one against Duke. I don't know if you remember that one back in 2005.
0: Of course, I saved this. He was such a threat. And there were so many people, Santana Moss, you know what I mean? Who was the one who said big-time players make big-time plays, you know? Mm -hmm. But that team was just full of talent, up and down, you know? So imagine, they're dominating you defensively. They're dominating you offensively, and every time you try to punt the ball, guess what? We have three guys back there who can take it to the house at any given moment, and they did regularly. You know, some of the, the most dominating football teams ever. That's why when, like, ESPNU does, like, oh, you know, best college football teams ever. The fact that the Hurricanes are number one, you know, you can pick any team you want from any year and put them number one because they were nasty year in, year out. And that 2001 team was probably the nastiest. You know, even two thousand three, two thousand three was a nasty, nasty team, man.
1: I mean, well, shit. Who, talking about that 0-1 national championship team, though. I mean, that it's not necessarily a moment, but like to me, it is a moment because of the fact of that that national cha- not the not the actual game itself and the championship being a moment, but the team. Yes. So you look at that roster, look, dude. That roster has killers upon killers, Hall of Famers. Thank you. Hall of Famers that are that are retired On the already. Third and-
0: string. Dude, disgusting. You know, that's that's why I'm telling you, man. I feel, That's why I said that the Hurricanes are that sports team that really embodied what it is to be winning. All about winning and having the best players and doing everything for the team and doing everything for the franchise. You know, it's not until they get to that level that the Hurricanes get. You know, other teams don't reach that level that the Hurricanes did, bro. They just don't. No. Nah. They I mean, they that's got why plays, our expectations had are the, that they, high. They had
1: the prototypical typical quarterback, right? The yeah. California kid, Ken Dorsey was a beast, Tall, man. you know, tall, lanky guy that can sling the ball. Ken Dorsey, guy they weighed got, 110 pounds, and yeah. he was throwing dimes left then and right. Then they had Najee Davenport at that time, and Clinton Portis. They got Jeremy Shockey, Andre Johnson. Come on. They Come had on. Brian McKinney at left tackle. Come on, man. Uh, on de- I mean, defense, they got Jonathan Vilma. They got Come Ed on. Reed. Philip Buchanan. On, I mean, dude, Philip Buchanan was stop, a beast back stop, in the days. Stop. Done. Stop. Again. And that's just. And those are just some of the players. I mean, some, some of the starters. Them. Like some of the people that started. There's okay. so
0: many people that. Second bench, deep. Third bench, deep. So there's no letting off when it came to those Hurricanes. That's why my, my third Roscoe moment. Roscoe Parrish. Bro. Sonoris Moss. Winslow. The Moss Brothers. The Moss brothers were able to like put their own stamp in college in in Hurricanes history. You know what I mean? From being raw receivers and, and being really good punt returners and stuff like that. So Frank Gore, man, Frank Gore, talent, and McGee, he were both on that team. Talent, 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 dog, talent, talent. You know. But I'm gonna jump back to the list. My third moment. Okay. My third moment. It's kind of recent, and it's recent because I love it. And it's when we beat FSU in Tallahassee in 2017 with less than a minute left.
1: Gotta love a good rivalry week game. Because,
0: number one, fuck FSU. Yes, right? sir. <laughs> but I say that because they're our biggest rival. And whenever they're good and we're good, it just makes the rivalry even better. You know? Right. And Nikosi Perry was not the greatest quarterback that we had. You know, he came in with a lot of hype. And I don't think that necessarily he couldn't live up to the hype. Maybe the hype was just miscalculated you know but he was one of those guys that produced certain big time plays in big time moments and i'll remember that because that meant like we broke the streak there was like a six game losing streak that we had against fsu whether it was here or over there and that was the game that you know broke the streak and pretty much started our own streak because we've beaten them ever since then so that was a pretty dope memory for me well
1: one of my top moments it might be one of yours going back to uh the fsu rivalry Uh uh-huh Got to talk about white left. Yes. Tell me, tell me
0: that was coming up. I don't have it. It's an honorable mention for you. It's an honorable mention for me because it's too far back, right? People remember that because, again, we were dominating FSU at that point. You know, we so everybody who's a Hurricanes fan, if you know your history, you know that game. You know that there was three white lefts and one right, right?
1: Right. Or the
0: other way around. Other way around, but. Those are things that are, like, normal to us Hurricanes fans that would be amazing to other college football fans, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, that's why I have my second moment beating FSU at home in 2018.
1: Okay, keeping it another rivalry.
0: And that's, in, that's my second moment because I was at that game, and I remember losing, and I remember being like, bro, we're not going to lose to these guys in our stadium after beating them in Tallahassee, you know, when these guys... You know, they're not on our level, you know, and there was a lot of FSU fans talking shit, and we had the comeback, and we ended up beating them 28 to 27. Again, Nikosi Perry, bro, like, he wasn't the guy that he was supposed to be, but he was definitely good enough to be a Hurricanes football quarterback, you know? And I got you. Shout out to him That's for winning up. that game. No, man, he—listen— it's hard to live up to that to that stature. It's hard to live up to to that stature of the Dorseys, the Toretta's, no, and stuff like that like. But you got you, gotta,
1: know? you can, as long as you walk away with a couple big moments, man. Yeah, I, man can, I can I can live happy with that. Yeah, you know. You can go Speaking down like of that. of living happy with that. My top moment in recent history. Go ahead. 2015. Okay. Wild eight
0: lateral touchdown against Duke to win the game. Wow. Bro, I remember. What was like what, what? I think I was going out that night because that game we had no
1: business scoring a touchdown on that play.
0: First of all, the fact that they didn't even let it stand was still to this day amazing to me. But besides that, it, it was a really cool thing because it was almost like a trick play that you do in the backyard to kind of win before you got to go home. Yep. Right, because you're That's, losing. You're that like was, ah! that was like street football, right? It was and it's like, like pass and it you back look pass like it day back. day
1: and Friday. You're like when he's being chased by Baby D, was like <laughs> trying Can't to shake me. people like Can't that. Catch me.
0: <laughs> and it was a really cool play. So yeah, man, that's a really dope moment. That's a that's really a, dope that's moment. A,
1: that's the one that stands out for me the yeah, most.
0: For me, my number one moment is special because I was so hyped about the game, and I was really hopeful that we would have made a bigger impact um off of this game. And this is probably when I felt like the Hurricanes had their best chance to jump back into that mm-hmm. stratosphere of winning, you know, championships. And this was after we beat the dog shit out of number three North, um, Notre Dame at home. You know, because Notre Dame came in with a lot of hype. and right. you They know, always do. Catholics versus convicts, always a big deal. And they never want to play us because whatever. And they have the good quarterback and their head coach is this and the offensive coordinator that. The Hurricanes were big dogs in that game. And we mollywopped them, dog. Mm-hmm. It was a straight domination. And it really propelled us, like, for the next three games. Unfortunately, like, the end of the season, we started losing some bushy games and we crashed. Yeah. But that specific game was dope because we were on national television. And I felt like it reminded the national audience, like, yo, don't ever sleep on the, on the hurricanes. hurricanes. Yeah. You know?
1: I remember that game. That was a hell of a game. It was. It just sucked that the rest of the season didn't go keep on and pan out like that. Right. But that game, I remember, was a hell of a game.
0: No, and, and again... Was that it, a
1: Thursday night, I think? Yeah. Might have been like a season No, it was a primetime game. Something? It was like a Saturday game. Something. It was like, a Saturday yeah, game. I know it was, yeah, it was definitely primetime. It was a
0: prime Saturday game. And it was really dope because, again, we dominated them. And we, we put the world on notice. And we've done it in other spurts. Right. Hey, Hurricanes football is still here. We may not be having our best time right now, but we're close to coming back. And I feel like we really are close to coming back. So, imagine if we got the Hurricanes coming back... We got the Marlins coming back, the Dolphins building up, the Heat, you know, possibly making back-to-back deep playoff runs. Man, it's a great time to be a sports fan. It's and, a good and I think time we'll to
1: be in. living in Miami and, and be a sports fan. For sure. So hopefully sure. we get some uh, some return on our investments here pretty absolutely. soon. We need a championship or something pretty soon, man. A-
0: absolutely. I'm glad we were able to do this. You know, it was a really cool episode. We got to have fun. Hell yeah, man. We went a little bit a little longer different, than expected. Different
1: than we normally do, but yeah. I hope you guys like it. If you do, let us know. We'll let us do, know, man. We'll do different things like this more often. But
0: I got big news for you guys.
1: The oh, giveaway on Instagram. Snap.
0: It's going down, y'all. It's going down. So I'm giving away three items, right, to three different random winners because, again, Sports with Sosa has grown exponentially, and it's all thanks to you guys, so we're giving back. First place, you're going to get a spray ground, Authentic authentic Miami Hurricanes book bag, courtesy of Empire. Shout out Empire Boutique. It's my own personal bag. You know, I use it to... Travel and do my podcasting thing. So,
1: well, you're not actually giving up, yours. not my bag, nah. A, a but well, I'm gonna hook you up one.
0: because you can't get them online. So, you know, I know <laughs> somebody are, who these knows are, somebody. I'm
1: looking at them right now. I've seen, I've seen yours for a little while. These are these bags are hard, hard man. Hard. Check them out. Those are the kind of bags that, that people, you know, compliment you on. Yeah, just like yo, nice bag.
0: Yeah, straight up. And it hit me, it hit me, it hit me like three times. Oh, I'm sure. So, <laughs> But we're also That's giving a dope, away dope dope prize. Dope prize. We're also giving away a Miami Dolphins colored Dade County hat. Okay. By I- let's go. I A E, which is their I am brand, expensive. Right. And it's in courtesy with uh Empire Boutique as well, where we're gonna be giving away uh Miami a Dade County, Miami Dolphins colored Hat. so look out for that oh yeah and we also have a sports with so so custom tumbler, courtesy of drifting racks shout out to my boy drifting racks
1: this thing is fresh
0: this thing is fresh and i'm about to show joel the finished product and he's about to lose his mind because when i tell you this thing is fire it's really really fire because this guy knows what he's doing so check him out on instagram drifting racks Woo! trust me guys when you guys see this material you're gonna know that that we got that that sauce you know, yeah. and you guys are going to be happy with this giveaway. But in order to win the giveaway or be one of the three winners, okay, you got to do something dope. Listen up. Listen so up. So pay attention. Very important. All right. We're also going to put this on the Instagram post, but make sure you're paying attention, y'all. All right. So you must subscribe to the podcast on any streaming platform. That's iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. All right.
1: Bonus points if you subscribe on all of them.
0: Yes. Now, (laughs) you must be following Sports with Sosa on Instagram, obviously, because you're listening to the show. You obviously get our updates on Instagram. So make sure you hit that follow button on Instagram. All right. Now, you're going to like the post that has the giveaway. And you're going to have to tag two friends on your post in order to be considered in the drawing to win one of the three prizes.
1: What do we always say, dog? We tell you to tell a friend. Tell a friend. To
0: tell a friend. To tell a friend. And I told you guys, this giveaway is dope. So you got to tell a friend and let them know. Tag them. And make sure you guys get your entries in, okay? Now, please note that the competition is going to close on March 12th. So it starts today, 305 okay. day, all Let's right? Go. We're going to start it at 12 o'clock yeah. when the episode drops. And
1: 12 o'clock noon, right? All right, yeah, we're starting it today at 12 o'clock noon.
0: Correct. And we're going to start at 12 o'clock noon. And then again, we're only going to have it for seven days. So March 12th, 12 o'clock, we're shutting it down.
1: All right, March 12th. Tw- you guys got until March 12th at noon lunchtime to get your entries in. get your entry in
0: all right and make sure you're subscribing okay now we're going to announce the winners on march 13th so i'll make a big instagram post and we'll go ig live and then i'll announce the three winners for the first prize second prize and the third prize now the winners will have 24 hours to get in contact with me and verify their steps and once we do that we'll go ahead and get the prize out to you now if you don't contact back contact me back within 24 hours the next person gets your prize so second place gets first Third place gets second, and we pick a brand new third place winner, okay? So you so
1: got to gotta stay on it.
0: Make sure you're staying on Put it. Put it in
1: your calendar. March 12th, 13th, you got plans. Cancel them. You need to stay tuned.
0: Stay tuned and make Wait sure you're checking DM. your DMs, all right? So if you win, check your DMs and make sure you hit me back, all right? That way you get the cool dope prizes and you don't end up losing out because, again, they're real dope prizes. Hell,
1: here. yeah. All, all of these prizes are fresh, man. And, I mean... They're free. Everybody loves free stuff, right? Especially when it's this fresh. So
0: Yeah, we gotta do it, man. You know, we gotta when they like when you like free stuff and it's dope and all it takes is, you know, following some rules and subscribing, bro. You gotta do it. Simple
1: enough. Sign me up. Can I can I No you can't win? No, you can't win, bro. All right. All good. I'll tell somebody to enter for me. There you
0: go. Psych. (laughs) I'll be monitoring this guy real closely. So
1: (laughs) No collusion here, folks. No collusion here.
0: Absolutely not. Well, Joel, we did it, bro. Yo. The 305 episode is done. Love it, man. Shout out to my city. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to wherever you're from in Miami-Dade County. We rock with you, okay? Whatever little hood, whatever little city you're from, trust me, we rock with you. And thank you guys for rocking with us. All right? 305 Day, baby. Joel, I appreciate you as always, big yeah, dog. Always, homie. Always a good time. For sure, for sure. Everybody else, thank you for tuning in to this bonus episode on 305 Day. It's coming soon on YouTube. Y'all, you so look out for it. Once I make that drop, you guys will see it, all right? So until we catch you next time, peace.
1: peace. And Tell us what you like about the logo.